Welcome to Enterprising, a podcast from Enterprise Bank and Trust that's empowering business leaders, one conversation at a time. We'll hear from different business leaders about how they've found success in cultivating their professional networks and keeping them healthy and strong. I'm your host, Alana Mueller, an entrepreneurial executive leader whose primary focus is to connect, inspire, and empower community. We at Enterprise Bank and Trust thank you for tuning in to another episode. Hello, listeners. Welcome back to Enterprising Podcast. I'm so excited to introduce you today to my friend, Christy Rogers. Christy is the founder and lead instructor at Training Umbrella, which specializes in teaching Microsoft and Google applications, along with providing computer lab and event space rentals. She's been involved in the planning and training of multiple software migrations in the Kansas City area and across the United States. Christy is a Google certified individual and Microsoft certified trainer. She believes that knowing the technology is not the same as knowing how to teach it. Please join me in welcoming Christy Rogers. Christy, hello, welcome. Hi, thank you for having me. Well, I'm so glad to have you on the program. I want you to start by telling our listeners about Training Umbrella and your motivation for starting the company. Absolutely. So some people are surprised to find that I'm actually a teacher by trade. My background was not in IT. It was actually in in the classroom. I started out with a degree from Kansas State University, and then I went on to teach at Lawrence High School for a couple of years, so that was kind of fun. But um, really, my my goal was to always be in and surrounded by education. I just love to learn. And then I ended up getting a minor in business applications, which has served me well. So when I started Training Umbrella, I wanted to offer quality in-person training, which is kind of funny now since that we've we're now on Zoom and all and doing all these things. But that's really how that's really how it started. <laughs> Not quite what you originally envisioned, is it? No, but it's definitely grown from there. But it, it really was just a, a love for education and a love for just the computer applications and they they went really well together. I mean, isn't that cool that you were able to kind of marry those two things that you you liked so well? And, you know, kind of speaking of this, this, you know, people call it the new normal or the hybrid world we're living in. I know that at your facility, you've made accommodations so that it really can be hybrid learning. Tell us a little bit more about that. Absolutely. I would say like many business owners, we were thrown into that bucket of uncertainty in that that year of 2020, you know, that springtime. And we knew that we had already had our foot in the door with some virtual training, but not quite like what we do now. We spent, when I say we, my husband, Jason and I are business partners, and we spent a lot of time and money and effort figuring out, okay, which camera works best with 20 people in the room and they can still walk around and be on camera. Oh, and then by the way, we, we have five people in Portland, 10 people in St. Louis, but they're all in the same room. And that took some time, but I feel like, I feel like we're pretty good at it now. So it was just trial and error. Yeah. Well, I mean, gosh, I think it's so necessary now to actually understand how that all works. So, so I admire you for doing it. One of the, one of the main drivers behind enterprising podcast is to really learn about how people interact with others. How do you build relationships? And you are, I know, an expert at this. So I want to, I want you to share with us, how do you actively manage your network? Well, it's changed over the time. I would say if I was thinking back to when I started the company and it was me, myself and a couple clients, 
I felt that I really only had two jobs. It was either teaching or shaking hands. And if it wasn't one of those two things, then it wasn't on my list. And it wasn't always easy, but I feel like you really have to focus, especially when you're building and you're building and you're building. And then I would say, you know, fast forward, I have really found a couple of good organizations, or I should say associations that fit me and that fit our company well. And I just don't attend. I volunteer, I've sat on the board. So I've kind of immersed myself into these organizations. One is called ATD, which I think you might be familiar with, (laughs) the Association of Talent Development, and they've got a Kansas City chapter. And then recently I joined NABO Kansas City, which is also a big organization for National Association of Women Business Owners. So we are 100% women owned. And so I feel that that's important for me to be, be, you know, surround myself with the same type of people, give back. Also, I'm always still learning. So again, it's really changed over the time of, of, of how I spend my time in network. But I, I, I would say I've always been intentional about it. Yeah, I love that. I like how you were talking about that just you see yourself as a learner, you want to be around others who are learners. And for me, you know that I've had the privilege of leading several trainings in in your offices over at Training Umbrella. Talk a little bit about your observations about the type of people who who come to Training Umbrella. They're, they're learners too. And so again, from kind of a network building perspective, what makes them unique? What 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 do you see about people who come to learn? Well, they always want more. You know, there's some there's something there that they're trying to better themselves just for pure nature of themselves. They want a promotion within there. There's always something there. It could be a company offering or they know, hey, I've got to get X, Y and Z skills before I, I could even qualify for that position. For so, so a lot of times I think it's people who are wanting more. You know, we service a lot of different kinds of people. You know, someone who might be in the staffing agency, healthcare, banking. Uh, it, it's just such a variety, which is really fun for me because it's it's just never boring. It's always somebody different. But I would say that Alana that it's just uh, people who walk into our room they're usually ready. They're ready to absorb and they want something else, something more. Well, I mean, we know adult learners, adult learners are unique because you're right. They want more. They're, they are there to learn. I know that when I do my trainings, I, I try to think about the type of adult learner I have there. And I know that some of them are going to be focused on sort of the, the, their listening skills. Others, it'll be much more tactile. Others, it'll be visual. And, and it seems that you've been able to provide your clientele with all three. And especially, again, back to that whole hybrid nature, um, I think you have to sort of understand what the customer wants and, and connect with them in that way. Absolutely. You nailed it. That very last thing you said about what your customer wants, because I think that's what brought us through uh, the, the pandemic is reaching out to our current clients and saying, all right, what do you guys need now? You don't need the training. You don't need the training room. (laughs) You know, I was. And and so uh, and we just had some great clients that say, well, you know, we are trying to do X. We haven't done that before. But would you be willing to help us? I'm like, sure, we haven't done that either. But let's see if we can figure it out. Yeah. So I like that. Let's we'll dive in together (laughs) and 
until we get it right. That's so great. Talk a little bit about how you make your networking connections mutually beneficial. How do you give back? How do you show that mutual appreciation? Sure. I would bet that you would imagine since we've got training rooms, like physical rooms as well, we do and can and are excited to help some associations that might have a lower budget. They could be nonprofit. Uh, we've also helped up some brand brand new entrepreneurs, which is also, you know, near and dear to my heart. And and they don't always, you know, want something for free, which is kind of interesting is they, they want to pay for it, but they're like, hey, can you help me here? Or how did you do this? Or so it's nice to be able to offer our space, but also just a nice conversation of well, how did you do that? So I feel in that sense, giving back, that's 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 a no brainer. We should be doing that because we we have that ability. Um, I would say more on purpose would be when you meet that particular client. Like for example, I'm going to name drop, you might be familiar with Umzuzu. Mm -hmm. They are a a, a phenomenal group of um, team employees, owners that are really kind of in the cloud space, right? They can offer out Google seats, if you will, or Microsoft seats. And they're just an amazing company. We use them personally, you know, I'll throw that out there, but they have also approached us at times to say, hey, we're going to be training X individuals. Can you help us with that? Absolutely. So we've built that partnership where, yes, thank you. We'll help you. But man, I send as many people as I can to them because I trust them. They know what they're doing. They're so smart. And here I am. And whoever listens to this podcast, I hope you look them up. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, certainly that's mutual appreciation. I also like kind of the the... Oh, I guess I would call it like a bi-directional consultative approach to a partnership where you are gleaning from one another's expertise, as you described, referring one another out. And as you know, there is no better marketing tool than than referrals from people that you trust. So I, I just think that's fabulous. So that that makes a ton of sense. What advice would you share with someone who wants to grow or cultivate their own network? Yeah, I can think of a couple things. Again, I'm thinking back to that time where it was either teaching or shaking hands is, you know, be willing to say yes. I know we're all busy. I get it. Right. I've I've worked full time kids. I, I mean, there's always something right. Everybody's busy. But just be thinking about, you know, be, being willing to say yes. And if you do get the opportunity to go somewhere, bring someone with you. I feel that's always helped me a lot is I will either bring someone I wish I knew more, I'll go pick them up, or someone that I feel like, I don't think they could really benefit from this. So that's kind of the give back attitude. But those are really the two things is, you know, just being willing to say yes, get out, bring someone, and it's much more fun that way. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think I like that buddy system when it comes to to events. You don't have to stay together the whole time. In fact, I hope that you don't. I hope you go and <laughs> right. divide and conquer and then come back together and then go divide and conquer again. But but, but I really like that. And it's such a, I think it makes everybody a little more comfortable when they go to networking events. And you're right. It is certainly a, a way to encourage people to get out there and, and to support them in their efforts to network. So that's a great idea. Great idea. Well, so, so speaking of that, talk about at least one interaction that you've had with a person that resulted in a breakthrough for you, either personally or professionally. Gosh, you know, that's pretty funny. The the one that comes to mind actually makes me laugh at myself a little bit. So hmm. I'm going to open up here. But 
this is probably about 10 years ago. I can remember the day because it was such an amazing outcome. But it was one of those days where you you want to work from home. You're not quite ready yet for the day. You're kind of hiding behind your computer. You're just you're just kind of having a lower energy day. Let's just put it that way. But I was networking on LinkedIn. I was searching for some companies that I thought might benefit from our training services. And you know, when you click on someone on LinkedIn, they can see that you've clicked on their profile. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Right? I'm liking where this is going. Go on. (laughs) So I clicked on this gal's profile. Um, Her name was Sue. And she is a training coordinator for one of the larger engineering companies in the the Kansas City area. So for me, minus 10 years ago, I mean, this was kind of a out of my comfort zone type thing. But what was interesting is then I saw that she looked at my profile and she said, hey, let's connect. And I was like, just having the, the time of my life. And I said, OK, here's my chance. So I messaged her and said, thank you so much for connecting. I would love to drop my drop by my business card. That was kind of my thing at the time. It was like, hey, if I can just swing by, drop my business card. And she goes, sure, I'm free today. <gasps> oh, <laughs> I was like, oh, you mean like right now, but, but I'm now? not ready. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, part of me, it was, it was the immaturity of me of saying, oh my gosh, today, but you know what? I hopped up, got my stuff on, got in the car. And of course I was quote in the area. And so I drove by and she was so wonderful. She sat with me for about 15 minutes in the lobby. She uh, just just was so kind and, and introduced herself. And, you know, I never won her business, but we are friends to this day. And she's she's the one who introduced me to ATD. She was the one who said, oh, wow. yeah, she was like, hey, you need to go check this organization out. And so I did. And I could talk for hours about ATD, but she was the the light that said, Hey, go check them out. So again, never knew that would happen. I wasn't feeling it that day. But just that, that on purpose chance meeting really made a difference. Oh, that's such a great story. And and I appreciate that you said you you haven't won her business. And I would say yet, right? You haven't won her <laughs> business yet. And yet you are friends, right? She's been a difference maker. Mm-hmm. Her suggestion led you to something that has been meaningful in your life. I suspect not just for business reasons, but for, you know, personal growth and advancement and probably a lot of community and social interactions that you might not otherwise have had the opportunity to have. So what a great story. Mm-hmm. For sure. She, we've, we've swapped uh, stories about you know, like you said, personal stuff now, but trainer stories and just, it's just one of those amazing relationships now. Very cool. I love that story. I know at one point you and I were both active in the same organized networking cohort and that we met on a monthly basis. I imagine though that like me, some of your networking is part of a formal group like that networking cohort or like ATD and NABO that you're involved with now. And that other interactions though are more organic in nature, one-on-one, how have you it's sort of I guess I guess what I would say is in what context has each approach proven beneficial for you and to your contacts? Gosh, yeah. So there is that idea of I'm going out and I'm networking and I'm meeting new people, right? And then there's the part of I ran into this lady in the hallway and we just, you know, started talking and she needs Excel training, you know, I'm just making that up, but it definitely can go each way. But I do believe there's something about you can get the unintentional networking, but you have to be a little deliberate about it Mm -hmm. for it to be unintentional. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know if that I'm making sense on there, but 
of course, I've like, like I said, you, you've mentioned you've got, I'm, I'm going to my meetings, you know, I've got all these things scheduled, but I also feel that, you know, having a plan for me is um, really the way to go where like hope is not a business plan for me. Right? Correct. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I have well, it, but <laughs> maybe, maybe, you know, when you talk about sort of being intentional, maybe it is just sort of being open to the possibility of connecting with somebody. So just open-mindedness, maybe that's what is intentional about it even. And, and if, despite it being organic, maybe it may not be planned or orchestrated in some way, but there are, you're open to it. You're listening for it. You're looking for it. Right. And I don't know if that falls into the area of like small talk, right? Where some people say, oh, I hate small talk or, but it is. It's one of those things where you can strike up a conversation with someone unintentionally, and then it just leads to something that you never knew it could. So. Yeah, blossoms. I mean, yeah, I, I would say a small talk is not much fun. But if you if you ask questions, and you actually want to know the answer, and you're actually listening to the answer, and then you can contribute something back, that's more of a conversation than small talk. So so I think that's great. I think that makes a lot of sense. If if you could meet with anybody, one person for a cup of coffee or whatever, whatever you like, who would it be and why? Living, not living, fictional, non-fictional, who would it be? Hmm. Really kind of put me on the spot here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll go with kind of what popped in my head. And it's um, someone that probably nobody knows. Her name is Esther Lacey. She was my grandmother. And she, oh. and she, I know this is not business wise, but she lived in such a life to where she was such a strong uh, female figure. And I don't think she knew it until time went on. And again, that's another whole podcast, but she just, I really admire how she had some difficulties, you know, and her husband was off in World War II, you know, that kind of timing and came back, got married, raised a family and she had her own business and home. She was a seamstress. So she was in herself an entrepreneur, but yeah, I would say I'd love to sit back down with her now that I'm older <laughs> and talk with her. So you more. knew her, you did know her. Oh yes. I knew her very well, but, but she's been gone for a while and I think a lot has changed. So I'd love to, yeah. I'd love to pick her brain some more. Be, be fun to get her insights and oh, yeah. <laughs> what made her an entre entrepreneur, right? Right. I mean, right. especially in, in that time for a woman, I think that's, it's courageous and innovative. I think that's very cool. What a great answer. Uh, one more fun question. What, what's currently on your nightstand? Well, I just finished uh, a book called The Flight Girls. Um, it's about, speaking of World War II, it's about female pilots in, during World War II. But it is uh, historical fiction. So that's what I like. So that's what I thrive on. I love historical fiction to where I'm getting a history lesson, but then they wrap up all the gooey stuff with it. <laughs> yeah, I love that genre too. That's great. Yeah. So and then I, I'm in the middle. I've kind of just started one called A Column of Fire. It's by Ken Follet. He was. Yes. The, yeah. He was the one who was on like Oprah Books Book Club like 30 years ago. And he talked about Pillars of the Earth. I think that's where yes, he got started. Of the earth. That's right. I must read. Yeah. So he he's he's the guy. And he's just again, he does a ton of historical fiction and makes it so interesting. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. I loved Pillars of the Earth. And, you know, it's funny. Our family traveled to Spain last year and we visited La Sagrada Familia, the cathedral that's in Barcelona that has been under construction for 
over a hundred years. A little bit. And so <laughs> it's very, very Ken Follett of it. So right, that's very right, cool. Right. Very cool. Right. Well, Christy, it's been so much fun to visit with you, to reconnect. Tell our listeners where they can go to learn more about you and about Training Umbrella. Yes, I would say our website is probably the best. You can learn about us as as uh, who who works there, and we've got a great crew. And you can learn more about our services and and how we can reach out. But it's just trainingumbrella.com. Terrific, Christy Rogers. Thanks so much for being on Enterprising Podcast. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for joining us this week on Enterprising. Be sure to visit our website, enterprisebank.com slash podcast to subscribe so you'll never miss an episode. If you found value in today's program, please consider leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or telling a friend about us. Enterprising, powering business leaders, one conversation at a time. The views expressed by enterprising presenters or guests are those of the presenter or guest and not necessarily of Enterprise Bank and Trust or its affiliates. All content of this podcast and any related materials are for informational purposes only. Enterprise Bank and Trust does not make any warranty express or implied, including warranties of merchantability and fitness for a particular purpose, and specifically disclaims any legal liability or responsibility for the accuracy, completeness, or usefulness of any information presented. Enterprise Bank and Trust is not under any obligation to update or correct any information provided in this podcast. All statements and opinions are subject to change without notice.